This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It used to be a government program that people of all political and religious affiliations could get behind. It's the program to support summer jobs for students by giving grants to small business employers who hire them. Well, it recently came out that about $350,000 of this money was used by militant anti-abortion pro-life groups to hand out those graphic flyers and leaflets. Now, many people on both sides of the abortion issue would agree that that's not the kind of thing public money should be used for. Uh, But here's how the government is addressing this. It now requires that applicants to the Canada Jobs, Canada Summer Jobs Program signed what is called an attestation stating that they respect the Charter of Rights and Freedoms as well as LGBT and reproductive rights in Canada. Here's how the Prime Minister explained it at a recent town hall. That doesn't mean that religious groups and faith groups uh, can't apply for that. On the contrary, so many of the great community organizations uh, that we have working incredibly hard are faith-based across this country, and it's an important and wonderful part of our society. It does, however, mean, and this is where we get to the crux of the matter, that an organization that has the explicit purpose of restricting women's rights by removing uh, rights to uh, abortion, the rights for women to control their own bodies, is not in line uh, with uh, where we are as a government and, quite frankly, where we are as a society. So, women have fought for generations for the right to control their own bodies, to be able to choose themselves what to do with their bodies, when and with whom to have children. This is a really important right that we have established. And there are organizations out there that couch themselves in freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, which of course you're more than allowed to have whatever beliefs you like. But when those beliefs lead to actions determined to restrict a woman's right to control her own bodies, that's where I, and I think we, draw the line as a country. Okay, well, by the way, uh, Justin Trudeau referred to the questions uh, surrounding this requirement for an attestation as a kerfuffle. And it has a lot of groups crying foul, even the very liberal Toronto Star has come out with an editorial saying the government is overreaching on this. And especially Christian and conservative groups are saying that the liberals are now forcing them to agree on matters of conscience. Uh, We want to hear from you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-740-4740 is 
it a good thing that the government is requiring an attestation before you can get a grant to hire a student? Right now, we go to Conservative MP and former leadership candidate Brad Trost, who was the first person to publicly raise this issue on Twitter and Facebook. And we also have Trina James from the Ontario Canadian Federation of Students. Welcome to you both. Good Hello. to be here. Hello, Brad. Let's start with you. Uh, what do you make of this? Well, what it is is an attempt by the Liberal government to force people to accept their political viewpoints on abortion and LGBT-related issues. Now, it's fine for them to have a viewpoint. Other people in the country uh, have a different viewpoint. Government services and government grants should not have a political and or religious test to uh, apply for them. It's just that simple. If a conservative government said, hey, environmentalist groups can't apply for summer jobs unless they sign an attestation supporting pipelines, people would be rightly outraged. This is a similar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Trina, what's your take? Um, the way I look at the situation, I feel like there's two ways to like outline where we're at, especially with this decision that the Liberal government has made. One, I am excited that they have made some changes in the way an individual is able to apply for um, the Canadian Summer um, Grants, because I feel like the fact that they're making changes means that we can, it's a step in the right direction and allowing us to make other changes in terms of like allowing part-time students to be an addition to this. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the matter at hand, um, the way I view this particular change is just them allowing, or um, not just allowing for the the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom to be thought of when an individual is or an organization is looking to apply for them this particular funding, but it's also ensuring that these the mandates of these particular organizations are not spewing any type of harm to any individual that may be exposed to it. Um, in terms of like the student perspective, this also allows for students to be um, employed by organizations in which mandates are not um, being discriminatory towards a person's race, a person's gender, a person's sexual orientation, their nationality, as well as ensuring that these organizations are thinking about reproductive justice in a way that's not harmful to any person. Um, Brad, um, how would you respond to that? Well, what she's basically saying is people should agree with someone with the government's political interpretation to have access. And that's not necessary. Look, everyone has to always follow the law with everything they do. That's it. So the arguments that organizations might discriminate, uh, might not respect basic Canadian human rights, that's absolute baloney. Everyone, regardless of whether it's stated clearly or not, has to follow the law. Mm -hmm. Now, if the government wants to say, hey, no political activism, I'm fine with that. I think that would actually be a good rule. No summer job funding for any form of political activism. I'd be in favor of that. But what they're basically saying is no summer jobs funding for anyone who disagrees with us on our interpretation of what rights are or are not. Canadians disagree on what rights are or are not are protected. Canadians disagree on what rights are or are not fundamental. I may have a different viewpoint than you. I should still have equal access to uh, funding in government programs under the same criteria. Uh, Brad, would you agree? Uh, I know that um, you are uh, pro-life, but would you agree that government money should not be used to do something like hand out those leaflets? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think government money should be used for any sort of political activism, period. Um, we do have grant, we do have tax credits for political donations, but everyone has equal access to those sorts of things. So I don't care if it's an environmental group, a pro-life group, or a pro-choice group on any sort of issue. If they're doing political activism, I think that's a very simple rule. 
political activism is not funded on the summer job grants. That would take care of the issue the Liberals supposedly had. And, uh, but the problem for them is political activist groups that support Liberal causes would be treated the same as ones that support conservative causes in that way. Uh, Trina? Um, one thing I do want to kind of like clarify is, and I feel like the Prime Minister also like touched on it too in the clip that you folks played um, prior to the beginning of the interview process, is that we're not saying or that religious groups or other organizations that do work on reproductive justice cannot continue to do their work. What they're saying is that they won't be able to apply for funding. We're also, they're also not saying that religious groups are restricted from gaining access to this funding. That's not what's being said. Because there are a lot of religious organizations out there that do a lot of great work that are reflective and of opening um, and accepting to the various um, race, religious, nationality, as well as um, work that helps support individuals who are going through, whether it be an abortion-based issue or doing work on any type of reproductive justice. That's not necessarily what's happening here. What is happening here is that the federal um, federal government is saying that if an organization is doing work strictly on not just reproductive justice, but anything that's going against the charters but, of rights and freedoms won't be able to be won't but, be able to get funding. But that's and not we're reflecting on like the needs of our membership and the way our members are are looking at a particular issue. This is a huge step in the right direction because what we've been seeing, especially on so many campuses across Ontario, is that there's been an increase in the amount of individuals that are be, that are doing um, organizing on anti-abortion, which then hinders the way a student is able not just to access um, their academics in general, but the way they feel on campus. So, am I, let, let I, me just let me just uh, just interrupt you with a with a question, Trina, because mm-hmm. um, even so, why doesn't the attestation then say that? Because it says they have to attest uh, that they uh, support this, not that they are not going to use the money to advance their particular beliefs. I mean, that's that's what even people who agree with everything you say have an mm-hmm. objection saying the attestation goes beyond that because say there's a Christian group uh, that's running a food bank um, why should they have to attest that they support reproductive rights when they don't and I feel like the, I feel like what needs to also be hashed out when we're having conversations about reproductive rights it's basically saying an individual has a right to do with whatever they'd like to do with their body which means if there's a person out there who is able to be pregnant um, able to carry a child who no longer wants to carry a child will have that ability to not do it so we're not saying that a church that does work on reproductive justice can no longer do that work but they are saying is an organization that um, does work on reproductive justice in terms of saying that you should not be able to have access to an abortion won't be able to gain access to that funding. Um, the way our members look at this particular issue, is this a bad thing? Not necessarily. This is just basically saying that an organization that does work on reproductive justice as well as a variety of other forms of equity-based or intersectional work will still be able to gain access to the funding so they continue to do that work. Because our church organizations that do a wide variety of certain work, whether it be food banks, like you said, um, or work that helps um, refugees coming into the country, work that helps um, in women and many other individuals who are incarcerated get on the right path or be well-adjusted into society, they should definitely be able to continue that work, but it's up to these organizations to look back into their various mandates and maybe edit the way that um, the mandates are outlined. So the mandate of that organization is not just centered on anti-abortion work, but reproductive rights work. Well, I mean, it's just... still have conversations about pro-life, 
but still ensuring that the pro-life conversation is centered around pro-choice and Trina. ensuring that these Trina. individuals are Trina, reflecting this our may be news justice. for you. There yeah. are people in the country who disagree with you and have the right to disagree with you. Some Which churches is are pro-choice, real. some churches are pro-life. Mm-hmm. Irrespective, they should have the same rights to apply. They don't have to disagree agree with you politically. A lot of Canadians feel your political views are right. A lot of them view they're wrong. Guess what? That's democracy. You just can't discriminate against people because you don't like their political views. Yeah, why shouldn't they just have to attest that they are using the money for a food bank? I mean, if they say we are using this money to have somebody do certain kinds of work in a food bank, why should they have to even tell us what they what they think about the other stuff? That's that's what people are wondering. Well, in that respect, yes, I understand you folks' perspective, but just the way the decision has been mapped out as of right now, um, I feel like... I understand where folks' anger is coming from. I do understand both sides of the argument, but I still do believe that this is a a decent step in the right direction, especially because this ask is just directly quoting the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom, and I feel like all the work that any organization should be doing should at least align by and shouldn't be conflicting with the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom. Well, it's it's not all the Canadian charts and uh, uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms, just to set everybody straight on uh, the the legal basis for abortion rights uh, is that the Supreme Court struck down our abortion law, and we are now the only westernized country without an abortion law. And a lot of people say, leave it that way. Everything is working this way. Women who want abortions have access to abortions, and we don't have to open up this can of worms. But uh, abortion rights are, in fact, uh, not in... Well, I think most legal opinions would be that they are not, in fact, enshrined in the Charter of Rights. Um, Let's go to the phones. Um, William in Toronto. Hi, William. Hi, Neb. Uh, This is a government problem. It has nothing to do with the LGBT community or the uh, abortion people. Uh, Government cannot tell people how to what set criteria on how to do this and how to do that. Um, I think Rex Murphy... uh, summed it up really good in, in an article in a financial post last week where he said, uh, yet another decree from Bishop Trudeau. <laughs> that that uh, sums it up very nicely. Uh, these people are implementing the Edict of 1553, the Holy Office of the Inquisition. We've got the Jesuit military order in Ottawa, all of them. Uh, Trudeau, Morneau, and Oregon. Uh, uh, implementing uh, things uh, that are uh, not what the government should be implementing and their own thoughts and uh, how they think they should be, things should be personally. Uh, I did not elect government to, uh, uh, to um, uh, do these things. So it's, it's all um, bewitch, beguile, and deceive, uh, chaos and con- uh, confusion for control. It has nothing to do with uh, anything else. Who am I to judge uh, if uh, uh, abortion or uh, uh, freedom of choice, who you go with? Absolutely nobody. So the government should not be telling me anything of the sort. 
Okay, thanks, William, for that. Um, just to uh, give some context, and again, Brad, you're, um, I was very interested in what you said, uh, you know, uh, sort of banning uh, political activism, because the Harper government came under huge fire. Um, they canceled funding to groups that had groups on the left that, that uh, were doing advocacy for things that they did not agree with. And they also changed the rules for charitable, uh, charitable registration and charitable tax breaks. And they basically said, if you're doing advocacy, whatever it's about, you can't get this. Uh-huh. And I think that's a, a good uh, thing. And that's why you'll see a lot of the pro-life groups don't do any political advocacy, uh, particularly women's shelters. They'll do things about diapers, helping moms uh, get through the first few months financially, parenting classes. And the pro-life groups that actually do do political activism, they do not get tax-deductible charitable receipts. And that's why you'll see some pro-life groups won't work with others, because they have that very strict wall. You can only do... Uh, I forget what the percentage is, 4, 5, 6% if you're a charity in Canada, political work. And so that's why there's a division in these groups. Some are purely about services for uh, new mums who are under stress, and they do no lobbying, no political activism. Others are purely political, and they don't get charitable tax status. I think that's great. I think that's the way it should be for all sorts of politically active groups. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go to Joan in Oshawa. Hi, Joan. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Great. Not too bad, thank you at all. Um, I'm fed up with government interference, you know, in everybody's life. And they're pushing for things they have no business pushing for. Well, they were they were dealing. Let's let's remember that they were dealing with something. I think that a lot of people on both sides of the actual issue say um, we shouldn't use government money to hand out those those flyers and and try to change people's mind on 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 uh, a very divisive matter of conscience. Yeah, well, I agree with that because it's our money. Exactly. So, so let's say. It's a good thing that somebody flagged it and that somebody said we're going to, going to do something about it. But but what they did maybe was, as uh, people are saying, it looks like a big overreach. Oh, well, it could be. But, I mean, you know, Trudeau and his cronies have to learn that people have rights and you cannot force people to do things that they don't agree with. You know, it's a matter of conscience. Exactly, or to say, to attest to things they don't believe in. Yes, well, that's, that's you know, that's the big thing. And it, it's just not, it's not appropriate for a government to try to, uh, how would you call it, force change to people's minds and their emotions. It just doesn't, it doesn't make the government, how shall we say, it doesn't make the government look... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It uh, doesn't make the government look, look democratic. Democratic, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Joan, thanks for that. Um, Trina, uh, listen to what these callers are saying. What would you say mm-hmm. to them? Um, I understand where the perspectives are coming from, um, but I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is kind of recenter the topic back on like the fact that these are student jobs that these funding is going to be going to. And if we look at the state where a lot of our students or while the students within the province are in, as well as a lot of our members are in, is that they are getting tired of the amount of 
um, pro-life or anti-abortion organizing that has been arising on our campus. So if it's a situation where there's now restriction in the individuals that are able to gain access to this funding to create student jobs, um, is that something that's going to positively impact our members? Many of our members would say yes. Um, but just so let, I me, do understand, let me, let me I just ask understand. you something there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about summer jobs, so, Correct, so yeah. your students aren't... A few students are on campus in the summer. Like, this isn't a direct there, thing. There actually are a fair amount of students that are on campus. Whether or not they're actually taking um, classes during campus is up to them. But there are still a fair amount of students that do access our campuses on summer, not just for classes, but for the various academic and health-based resources that are available to them. So these students would still be exposed to it. But the fact that these um, jobs or these summer jobs funding that's going to be um, available for students are going to be restricted based off of the decision that the federal government has made just basically means that these individuals or these students are going to be employed by organizations that are upholding um, a mandate that still respects an individual's uh, bodily autonomy, respects a person's um, sex, religion, race, nationality, um, color of skin or physical ability and if this if individuals do deem this as a negative thing to each their own but in terms of where our members stand this is something that a lot of our members are going to be excited about well yeah i mean um uh, that's interesting uh i didn't know that these groups were so active on campus but i think what people are saying is that it, it was good to shut that down but they just went too far am i correct brad Yeah, what Trina needs to know is these groups that are active on campus are students who are doing this almost always on their own time and on their own nickel. She may not like their political activism there, but the summer job grants programs, what does it go to? Okay, look at what these religious groups do. They have camps for children with disability. They work with the homeless. One of them works uh, prison ministry in Ontario somewhere, working with prisoners reintegrating back into society. Um, some of these pro-life groups, which don't do political activism, are like women's shelters and, and pregnancy crisis centers, where they do things like help people with toys and financial funding and milk and diapers and stuff like that. Um, this is ridiculous. Like, like what Trina is talking about has absolutely nothing to do. The summer's job grant program should be about helping summer students get good job experience, helping fill, fill certain economic needs, and we can figure out what those are. Um, the whole thing about, it, about just banning people because of their beliefs, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I uh, mean, millions Trina, of Canadians do you, so, don't agree with you, Trina. Okay, that's Trina, fine. do you know something different about how those campus groups get their money? Um, not necessarily campus groups, but just touching on the types of organizations that are on our campus. A lot of the organizations that do come on campuses um, to do this work on anti-abortion, they are not just students. The majority of them are not even students at these various institutions. A lot of them are individuals who are employed by outside organizations, whether it be based in Ontario or based elsewhere within the country, to do their organization. Yeah, but they're, they're they don't not get getting, any money they're, on the summer they're, jobs thing. They're not getting public funding is the point. And the other point I have to make is, uh, you know, a lot of campuses, frankly, are hotbeds of very, very aggressive political activism uh, on all sides. But um, I think, uh, I mean, it's interesting that that's what they're doing, Trina, but but the point is that uh, they should not be getting any public money to be doing that. Um, let's go to Lou in Toronto. Hi, Lou. Uh, hello. Uh, yes, I'm against this completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be a free country, and the way uh, Mr. Trudeau is running this place, I don't think it is anymore. And I think he's a communist. Um, why would I have to check 
a box when I don't believe in it just to get some funds for whatever. So he's more or less pushing us against the wall. Um, I don't get it. Okay, thanks for that, Lou. Let's go to uh, John in Whitby. Hi, John. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes. uh, Well, two things. First of all, I was an office manager for many years, and we were not allowed when interviewing someone for a job to ask anything remotely like this of their ethnic background, where they were from, what they were. Nothing. You couldn't ask that when you were interviewing someone for a job. And the second thing is, this opens a very dangerous door because where is this going to end? Is this going to affect people who are applying for? Uh, is this going to affect your taxation? Is it going to affect when you, you apply for old age security or your pension? Are you, you know, this this can open a whole field of of things that uh, are, are frankly uh, quite scary. Um, okay, John. Thanks for that. Let's go to Simone in Parkdale. Hello, Simone. Hi there. The Trudeau's have a tendency towards totalitarianism, and uh, this is just another way of uh, a form of mind control on Trudeau's part. Um, I I don't think they should get away with this. I think it should be fought, and uh, I hope it is. Okay, Simone, that's short and sweet. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, So um, we are uh, running out of time on this. Uh, So... uh, Trina, where would you like to leave us? What would you like to leave us with on this? Um, one thing I do like to leave us with, I do understand perspectives or both sides of the coin. Um, does this aspect of this bill need to be updated or changed so that it's reflective of the needs of all individuals? I feel like just hearing what folks have been saying on the line, it's obvious that it does. But in terms of the basis of it and how it's been outlined, in terms of ensuring that organizations are still um, recognizing basic aspects of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, I feel like that is a good step in the right direction. In terms of other changes to the Summer Canada job, the fact that they've already introduced this change, I feel like another change that I'd be excited to see is changes to ensure that um, part-time students will also be added to being um, applicable or able to get funding from the Canada fund, um, Summer Jobs. So organizations that are hiring students who are going back to school um, in the fall or in the winter, but on a part-time basis, could also be added into the Canada Summer Jobs. Well, that's, that's, that sounds like, like uh, something uh, worth advocating for, mm-hmm. Trina. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And Brad, what would you like to leave us with? Summer Jobs programs should be about getting good summer jobs for students providing good work experience. It shouldn't be about politically uh, or religiously vetting people's beliefs. Okay. Uh, That wraps it up. I'm sure uh, that we will be hearing a lot more about this. If you couldn't get through, Free For All Friday is coming up at the end of the week. Very contentious issue. And uh, I personally, given the kind of reaction to this, uh, I'm wondering if they will just uh, perhaps reword that so-called attestation. Um, I think that would be the smart thing to do. But Hey, uh, we have to wait and see. Uh, Right now, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the rights of landlords versus tenants on a very interesting issue. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air. 
and The Garden Show.